0: Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Imitation of Christ by Thomas A. Kempis, Book 4, Chapter 12, on the great care we should take in preparing to receive Christ in Holy Communion. Christ the Beloved speaks. I am a lover of purity and the giver of all holiness. It is a pure heart that I look for. That is the place in which I rest. Make ready for me a large upper room, furnished. There will I and my disciples eat the Paschal meal with you. If you want me to come to you and remain with you, rid yourselves of the leaven which remains over and sweep clean the dwelling of your heart. Shut the door on the whole world and on the den of evil passions and sit there alone like a single sparrow on the housetop, thinking over your sins and the bitterness of your soul. Everyone who loves another makes ready for that beloved friend of his the best and most beautiful room he has. In so doing, he shows his loving joy at welcoming his friend to his home. You must realize though, that even were you to prepare for a whole year with nothing else to give your mind to, you could make no adequate preparation for me if I assessed your efforts by their merits. It is only through my kindness and grace that you are allowed access to my table, as if a beggar were invited to a rich man's dinner and we able to repay the kindness shown him only by humbly expressing his thanks. Do the best you can and do it with care. Not from habit or necessity, but with loving dread and reverence, receive the body of your beloved Lord and God. Who lays aside his greatness to come to you. It is I who have invited you, I who have bidden this sacrament to be. I will make up whatever in you is lacking. Come and receive me. When I accord you the grace of devout feelings, give thanks to your God for it, not that you deserve it, but because I have had pity upon you. If on the other hand, you have no such feelings, but are conscious of dryness of heart, keep on with your prayers. Knock at my door and sigh. Never give up until you merit some crumb, some drop of my saving grace. You have need of me. I have no need of you. It is not that you come to make me holy. It is I that come to make you holier and better, better than before. You come to be made holy by me, to be made one with me. You come to receive fresh grace, to be fired anew with the desire to amend your life. Do not neglect this grace. Make ready your heart with all the care you can, and then bring into it him whom you love. You should not only make a devout preparation for Holy Communion, but keep yourself in that devout frame of mind when once you have received the sacrament, Your watchful care after Communion is no less important than your devout preparation before it. When we keep good watch over ourselves after Communion, it's the best preparation we can make for receiving greater grace. For this we become ill-fitted, indeed, if we immediately rush off to the pleasures of the visible world. Beware of much talking. Stay by yourself in some place apart, and there rejoice in the company of your God. There you have him within you, and the whole world cannot take him from you. I am he to whom you should surrender your whole being, so that henceforth, untouched by care, you may live no longer in yourself, but in me. In the name of the Father, and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. One of the really interesting things about St. Philip Neri's life is his practice of frequent communion. Remember that St. Philip Neri was only ordained a priest when he was about 36 years old. And he lived as a layman in Rome for about 17 years he grew up in Florence came to Rome but Philip went to mass every day and went to communion basically every day and this was so strange at the time when he became priest he said mass every day and this again was very unusual at the time very uncommon and now this practice is very widespread priests saying mass every day it's kind of expected people going to communion frequently. And this is the kind of thing that makes St. Philip very happy, especially if we listen to this chapter about the kinds of things we do to prepare for communion. Now, when I say it's interesting, it's interesting not only historically, but it's interesting in light of this chapter. Why? Because we know Philip Neri loved this book. And when people are trying to ask, where did someone like St. Philip get the courage to go to communion every day? There are various answers that could be given, especially St. Catherine of Siena, St. Augustine, St. Thomas Aquinas. All of these have things to say about frequent communion, even daily communion. But here in this chapter, notice how encouraging it is. Because it's our Lord himself speaking. It's I who have invited you I who have bidden this sacrament to be. I will make up whatever in you is lacking. Come and receive me. Come and receive me. I, Christ says, I will make up whatever in you is lacking. So yes, we should try to prepare ourselves. Yes, we should try to realize how what a great guest this is, gift this is, and guest it is. Do the best you can. Don't come from habit, a habit. That's the thing. Don't just come forward because you have to come forward. That's a kind of a danger today. Everyone's going to communion. We just go forward because everyone's going. And I don't really know if I believe or not believe. Okay. So that may be common. That's not good. Frequent communion is good. Frequent communion well-received is good. Frequent communion with love and reverence. Seeking the remedy for our fault, seeking the one we love, that's what we want. And our Lord is saying, come and receive me. Come and receive me. But I'm not perfectly disposed. Jesus says, I will make up what's lacking. Anyways, it would take a, an eternity <laughs> to properly prepare. To properly prepare for the one we receive, there'll be no limit to what preparation we could make. This is God from God, light from light, true God from true God. And so our Lord says, Do the best you can in your circumstance, and then let me make up for it. What a humble trust, a loving trust to say, God, you make up what's lacking. I'm ready to do all evil. If you don't help me, I'm coming to you. You make up for what's lacking in me. So, this kind of encouragement is very likely. Or, at least, very plausibly, one of the inspirations for Saint Philip Neri. And through him, generations of priests down to our day have been inspired. And so, when we return to the source, like in the imitation of Christ, the kind of source of this teaching, it should give us joy. It should give us joy and encouragement. And what an attractive way to present preparation for communion and thanksgiving after communion. Because what's the focus? The focus is on love. The focus is on Christ's desire for us to love him more. And after communion, to take time to be alone with him. So that we can love him who loves us. To be alone with the one who loves us. And no one, no king, no politician, no emperor, no spouse, no child, no boss, no friend, no persecution, no one can take from us that time after communion. Because we have our Lord, the Lord of Lords, who's taking an interest in us because he loves us. And because he likes us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.